Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 98, Bump. Yes, B-U-M-P, Bump. Now, why do I say bump? Well, maybe because President Biden fell off of his bicycle. Well, or maybe because of the market. Or maybe because of crypto. Or maybe because of the January 6th committee. Or maybe it's because so many of our politicians and bureaucrats are about as valuable as bumps on a log. Or maybe it's because housing starts are down because of increasing interest rates. Oh, the Fed. We don't need to talk about the Fed. Well, anyway, there are a number of reasons we can use the word bump to describe what's going on in this time. But I do want to start off describing, not describing, recommending a column for you that appears in LinkedIn regularly. I uh, subscribe to it. I enjoy it. I found it has helped me gain some modicum of peace in times of stress and turmoil. And that's the Gratitude Journal by Chester Elton, E-L-T-O-N. If you're on LinkedIn, you may want to friend him or whatever we do, like or connect or, yeah, connect. That's the word on LinkedIn. But the Gratitude Journal, and one of the things he talked about in this week's uh, article for Friday, talked about the magic of a daily gratitude ritual. I've tried that recently. I found it's been helpful. I know it's difficult to find things to be grateful about, but when you really stop and think about it, when you breathe deeply, sit down and meditate and ponder what's going on in your life right now, you can find reasons to be grateful. Something else I'd like to share with you from a friend of mine, Leroy Lloyd. He shared with me via email on Saturday. Um, it's a quote from Ludwig von Mises. It's called uh, from his... Uh, column or book, Omnipotent Government, The Rise of the Total State and Total War from 1944. And here's the quote that Leroy shared with me. Quoting now, the worship of the state is the worship of force. There's no more dangerous menace to civilization than a government of incompetent, corrupt, or vile men. And I might add women because we want to be... Um, genderly equal right here. Continuing the quote now, the worst evils which mankind ever had to endure were inflicted by bad governments. The state can be and has often been in the course of history the main source of mischief and disaster, end quote. Bottom line, that is a truism. You may or may not agree with me on that, but um, I've often said and many of my speeches and writing and even on these podcasts that government has no heart, no mind, and no soul. And so if you want something that is not just merely amoral but immoral, uh, there's a good place to start looking. Some other columns we have this week from uh, Friday's Inside Wall Street with Nomi Prins. As you know, I use her stuff a lot. She uh, wrote her column Friday about the impact and the probably the wisdom of investing in gold despite the fact that it isn't moving much and doesn't seem to be 
a true hedge against what's going on right now. But she said the reason is right now it's facing headwinds from the U.S. dollar. The dollar still has remained persistently firm relative to other currencies despite what is going on around the world right now. I know we can't expect that to continue as long as we have the global dynamics that are going on. But she said you also might want to take a look at silver because it will play a vital role in the global shift towards the new energy. And I might add that I'm beginning to realize that the global shift towards the new energy is probably inevitable. I fought it, resisted it, and thought it was uh, unwise. But it seems like we're getting to the point right now where uh, we're going to go down that path. We may find ourselves short of energy, but uh, government keeps pushing us in that way, government and, and many of the marketplace players. Also from Friday, Doug Casey's international man. I, I love Doug Casey's, you know. I've used him many times on here. And he refers to a book called The Grand Chessboard, uh, and that's by the big new Brzezinski. If you remember him, uh, he, he was a geopolitical advisor to David Rockefeller, but also in the um, administration of the Clintons. I, I should say Bill, but probably Bill was the second banana in that one. But he talks about how the geopolitical dynamics going on right now, and particularly the U.S. policy has been to keep China and Russia isolated from one another so that neither one of them has undue influence, economic, military, or whatever, uh, across the globe. But nevertheless, current policies and the way things are shaking out, we see uh, feeble, I shouldn't say feeble, I should say beginning birth, birthing effects of their maybe going together or trying to link together uh, under certain circumstances. Many of you may recall back during the Vietnam War, there seemed to be sort of an uh, unholy and um, backstreet or backdoor alliance between those two, at that time, secondary powers. Um, but right now, as their influence increases on the global market and ours decreases, the fact that they may be linking together in certain aspects is not a good thing for us. So that flashes back to the fact that the strength of the dollar may be in jeopardy uh, because of that. The Brownstone Institute's newsletter from uh, Friday uh, has a number of great columns in there, and I recommend it to you frequently. And I think you may want to look at it, but a couple I'd like to really uh, point out. First of all, they have a couple of columns uh in their newsletter about masking and its uh, ineffectiveness, but yet it's more of a social control thing than a medical necessity. And then they, they talked about the economic meltdown may have roots in the lockdown uh, that we had during the pandemic and uh, other things of that nature. And then Jeff Tucker has a great column on the origin and operation of the U.S. administrative state. You might want to look at that. And Austin Stone suggests breaking up the government grip uh, on the U.S. health uh, industry and health, I guess, care industry where the government has 
so much bite and so much influence in that regard. Another area that I want to look at with you now is from the Breitbart Business Digest from Friday. And it's a fascinating one. It's got a lot of stuff in it. One of the things I start off talking about is uh, how that some members of the Biden administration are suggesting that maybe government issuing debit cards so that we can pay for fuel. Um, And they went on to basically slam it, which is justified, because when you start adding to the debt by creating these debit cards, basically nothing more than welfare for people. It's like forgiving college loans. What you're doing is not just paying for fuel. You're going to raise the price of fuel, but you're also fueling more inflation and more economic uncertainty going forward. And so all in all, it's the typical government response, which is throw money at it which is bad enough, but when the money has no value or decreasing value, it's even worse. And when the long-term effect is decreasing the value of the money even more, it has a triple negative effect in that regard. And then um, a couple of other columns, or I should say articles within the Breitbart Business Digest from Friday is Goldman Sachs predicting that lack of investment in American oil is creating a revenge of the old economy. And I guess the administration's push, and I would say maybe government and bureaucracy's push for the new energy line um, is really putting the hurts on us because of the lack of creating uh, opportunities for new drilling and new fossil fuel development in this country. And I've seen it again, and I wish I could recall precisely where, but again, the United States has the greatest reserves of fossil fuels of uh, any place on Earth so far that we've detected. Other stories from Breitbart, uh, farmers are warning that we're going to have fuel shortages uh, because of soaring diesel prices. I should add that includes uh, expanding fertilizer costs, and we, we've talked about this before on this uh, program, on this podcast, that what we're going to find is a, a slight shift from corn to beans uh, because of the cost of inputs for beans is lower than it is for corn. Farmers don't want to spend the diesel and the fertilizer costs for their corn, so they may shift to beans. Um, it looks like the drought out in the, in the uh, general great Midwest is really going to impact food prices going forward. Add to to that the supply chain issues and so forth going forward. And it looks like we're going to be in a world of inflationary hurt going forward. Although I should say Nomi Prinz believes that we may stabilize by year's end. I think if we have a shortage of food and a shortage of food supplies, uh, that may be optimistic. Also, uh, in the Breitbart, manufacturing output declines unexpectedly. Um, so when you start adding all the little measurements throughout the economy, uh, none of them are optimistic at first glance. And uh, the establishment media are finally beginning to have some, um, how do I put it, rustlings 
about the Biden administration uh, attack on oil and fossil fuels because I think maybe some of these clowns have to buy their own gasoline um, unless they all drive Priuses, but that's going to be another issue going forward. The Pew Research Center from um, the 15th, which would have been Wednesday, they talked about inflation in the U.S. and around the world, and it's getting higher across the globe. There are one or two places where it isn't. Surprisingly, one of the slowest growths in inflation is Russia. You would think with a war going on, it would have a real negative impact on them, but because the economy has shifted around so much and people are crying for oil and gas, even with the sanctions and so forth, they don't have quite the inflationary pressure that many other countries do, and maybe some of that is because their reporting isn't quite as reliable as we would expect or hope. But they state that the countries with the biggest increases in inflation so far are Israel and Turkey. And um, I got to tell you, I see anything, anytime people are having economic troubles and problems in the Mideast, that makes me a little tense. As you know, that has been uh, the home of kindling and fire starters in my entire lifetime and probably in recorded history, it always has been a battleground area. And so when you get kind of that kind of pressure going on in that uh, sector of the globe, just makes you a little nervous. And then you throw into that Iran and Greece having their little issues over the tankers and so forth. Uh, you've got the tension then between Iran and the Saudis. Greece is in the middle. Greece and Italy, by the way, are two of the countries with the highest inflation rates. No surprise there. They've been struggling financially for years, been having difficulty paying off and managing their debt. So what we have are a tinderbox, a number of tinderboxes all around the globe. Uh, The little clown in North Korea fired off some more missiles again. Uh, Seems like every time he has an itch up his butt crack, he decides to fire another missile. Uh, The guy just is not right. And finally, uh, truck drivers across the country are quitting. Why? Because diesel fuel is so expensive. And those independent truckers are finding it harder and harder day by day to get along. Remember, be gratitude. Find the things you're grateful for. And now all the things that are negative and, and not going your way, look for a way to take advantage of them if you can. That's Living Liberty for today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. Remember to live free, stay free, and be free.